Welcome to the State Bar of Texas podcast, your monthly source for conversations and curated content to improve your law practice with your host, Rocky Deer. Hello and welcome to another episode of the State Bar of Texas podcast. We are recording live from the State Bar annual meeting in Austin, Texas. This is your host, Rocky Deer. Joining me now, I have Chet Garner. You're not. Hey. Yeah. Hey, Chet. Welcome. Welcome. What's up, Rocky? Oh, man. This, guys, this is a fun one. You guys need to. I hope you're sitting down. And if you're driving, please continue driving carefully. This is going to be fun. So we're going to talk about a TV show, The Day Tripper. A TV show. I thought this was all about lawyer policies and procedures. Well, substantive versus all, you know, all the all the touches of law. OK, if you want to do that, we'll talk about speed yeah, yeah. traps. We'll there talk about go. speed yeah. traps <laughs> in Texas. <laughs> I know How about that? About that. Because, OK, so t- tell us what the day tripper is about. Oh, man. OK, so, yeah, for those that haven't seen it, we're a Texas travel show. We're on PBS across the country, even though we only feature Texas towns. Sure. We're here to celebrate small towns, big cities. We take day trips to places and show people all you can eat, see and do if you were there. So it's a fictitious Ta- you know, day trip, like, hey, I'm here for a day, sunrise to sunset. Sure. If, if, you, if I were, if you were in my shoes, what could you do? Right. Swimming holes, barbecue, little museums, historical reenactments and places. It's all kind of crammed into a 30 minute show. One of the things you said in your talk, and if you're, if you're wondering what I'm, what I'm referring to, you were the keynote speaker for day two on Friday. I was. At the yeah. annual meeting. Yeah. So you said you can take any town. Any town. And make it into something where you can say, hey, here's something to do. So what was the most surprising one that you've covered oh, so man. far? So uh, we talked about it in my speech, but there's a place called the Cave of the White Shaman. Yes, which I remember is that. <laughs> a world-renowned rock art destination. Now, the town itself is this busted railroad town. Like, totally, like, you would drive through it. There's not even a stoplight thinking, I got to get out of here. But, you know, get off the road. And if you did your research, you realize, like, no, this is literally people come from all over the world to study the rock art of the Trans-Pecos people that are in this region. So it's just an example. Like, there's so many towns that you're like, hey, turn it up, you know, like, yeah, let's just get through here and yeah. we'll go find a Whataburger somewhere. But if you slow down, start looking around, flip enough rocks, you'll always find stuff to do. So how do you how do you figure out what's to do there? I mean, it's because some of this may not be on Google. Do you just ask oh, locals? At, at local, I mean, any anywhere and everywhere I'm at. I'm asking people. So like, you know, and then of course, reading Texas highways, Texas monthly, you know, just everything I can get my hands on and just compiling it. I've got a master spreadsheet. Someone like today after lunch, you know, I got rushed by people. They all had stories to tell me some stuff I've never heard before and go, Oh, cool. I'm going to add that to the spreadsheet. If I'm ever in that town, boom, I'm going to do it. Is, Is there ever been a place where you've gone there and said, Oh yeah, there really is nothing, nothing. <laughs> to do at this place. Like this is a godforsaken <laughs> hellhole. Yeah, yeah. Like I need to get out. Yeah. I wish yeah. they, I, I'm glad there's no traffic signs That's, here because I right, need to drive I need it as fast as I can. No, I mean, so there's plenty of places like that that are abandoned ghost towns, but like we don't make episodes about those spots, so we just keep cruising. So I go out and I scout as much as I can because I like to say this job is perfect for me is is you know I created this job just to kind of. Make, You're a job creator. Make the dream job. Yeah, job for one. Yeah. <laughs> Big contribution <laughs> to the economy right here. It, hey, uh, <laughs> it's one step at a time. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Rome wasn't built in a day. <laughs> you should take a day trip to Rome, and then you can figure no, that out. No, you know what? That's a uh, that's good idea. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. Like, I guess the impetus for this, I, I was watching national media, and, like, they go to Rome all the time. I'm like, if yeah. I'm 
If I'm right. lucky and I'm a blessed human in the top half percent of society, I'll take one trip to Rome in my lifetime. Or unless you're Italian. Or Italian. Okay, so <laughs> minus the Italians. But, you know, like, so those places are mostly unreachable for people. Sure. Uh, and, and what does it become? You watch a travel show about it. It's just couch potato fodder. I'm like, all right, you know, it was good. Change channel, keep moving. I thought, right. man, I want to make uh, a TV show. Jokingly, I say this, but it's true. I make a television show that inspires people to watch less TV. So I wanted, I was like, look, I'm not going to show you Rome and Chicago and all these other places, Miami Vice Beach. I'm going to show you Rome like, and Chicago. <laughs> you picked Chicago. Well, there's, dude, there's a lot to do. Content's but... been on deep dish pizza. <laughs> the world doesn't need more people eating deep dish pizza. You need people eating the chicken fried steaks that are an hour from their back door so they can go and, you know, patronize those restaurants, keep those mom and pops in business. So, I'm vegetarian. And so one oh. of the things I thought of when you're talking about it, I was like, some of these small towns, they're not going to know what to do with me. I'm going to have to, like, I'm going to take <laughs> power bars with me and just load up if I'm going to go to these places. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe, maybe. Is, 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 my, is my hunch correct? I had, so we had a, uh, a guy on crew, he wasn't total vegetarian, but he tried to eat vegetarian when he could. Yeah. We went into this small town diner and he ordered a uh, vegetable omelet minus the eggs. <laughs> so, they, they have no idea what to do with him. <laughs> no, the chef came out and said, uh, sir, we see here that you ordered a vegetable omelet without eggs. He goes, yep, that's right. So you want vegetables. vegetables. <laughs> so they were like, huh? And then they brought out the most greasy little platter of, uh, you know, peppers and onions that I'd ever seen in my life. There's, there's probably some kind of pork fat that's oh, drizzled on top of the <laughs> peppers and that. onions. I guarantee. There's, there's no question. But you know what? Like the, to say, like you can't stereotype small towns because you can find anything and everything now with the way Texans are moving about sure, constantly. Absolutely. Oh man. Never, never ride off a small town. You'll find something well, you know, in this day and age, it wouldn't shock me if I yeah. was to go to that small town and say, I'm vegetarian. Yeah. He's like, well, I'm vegan, so <laughs> what do you want? Come on, what do you yeah. want? <laughs> Come on back. Come on back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll right. show, show you back here. We got we got some Beyond Burgers. burgers. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> we've seen them. I bet. We done seen them. I bet. I bet. <laughs> it, it, it'd be interesting if, if there's some small town where they actually create their own veggie burger. And they're like, this has come from... <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's locally no town harvested. Texas. It's the manure that our cows poop out at the dairy. We it's, put it in a burger form. <laughs> the, all our cows are plant-based. They only plant -based. eat grass. That's it. That's it. Therefore, the burger is plant-based. That's how it is. So, <laughs> do you have... I don't know if you're allowed to say this, but do you have a favorite day trip you've taken? No, no. I, I mean, people ask me, like, where, where should I go? I was like, well, I don't know. What do you like to do? So I, I think I'm kind of a, a guy, I, I travel Texas and I, I literally fall in love with every region of Texas. You know, I like, I just went to Houston this week. I'm like, man, Houston is so cool. I love Houston. And then like the next week I might be Crickets. going. Crickets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, Houston's the sleeper. Houston, Houston is cool. cool. There's a lot of cool stuff uh, there, but I'm from it. Dallas, so I can't say uh, that yeah, yeah, on the it. record, even though I just did. So. <laughs> the, every Texas town, like the big cities, they all have such a different identity. I love Houston. I love San Antonio, but for different reasons. And like, I'll go to the coast and be like, man, I want to move to the coast. Sure. I'm going to do it. And then I'll go to the Piney Woods. Like, nope, that's my favorite region right here. So I kind of like, I'm the guy, I bounce around. I, Every region of Texas has got different things that I'm really fascinated with right. that you don't find elsewhere. So I don't have a favorite. At some point, conceivably, you will run out of places in Texas. You would think. Not, not even close. So the guy ahead of me, uh, shout out to Bob Phillips. He's been doing Texas Country Reporter. Okay. He just celebrated 50 years. And he's doing, just going all around. Yeah. Doing, I mean, different show for sure, but same idea. It's a Texas travel show. So, you know, by the time I circle around... 
everything will have changed because Texas is changing so, so fast. You could revisit a place yeah. and say, oh, well, we've revisited a couple. But like the very first show we ever made was Waco because I went to Baylor Law and I knew Waco was cool, but everyone else hated Waco until right. the Chip and Joe right, right. came along and did yeah. their thing. Right. And so, but I was like, Waco is so cool. And it's a, it's a total sleeper. It's got this great zoo. Mountain biking's phenomenal. Burgers, pizza. It's like, it's, it's got it all. And so I decided to make a show about Waco. Anyway, for our 10th anniversary of making that show, I thought we're going to revisit a town and do ev- only Let's things that have shown entirely. up in the 10, past 10 years. So, and that all kind of made me realize like we did an Austin show, yeah. South Austin show in 2009. You want to talk about change? Right. I made a historic documentary about South Austin because pretty much the stuff we featured has either been torn down or it's totally different. Austin's not weird anymore. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a Starbucks. That's a whole and... other discussion, but you're right. Austin's lost its, lost its flavor just a little bit. Yeah, it's now Starbucks next to Chipotle, just yeah, like every place just else. Just like every place else. And, uh, you know, we got to try really hard to hold on to the weirdness of Austin. And the problem is the weirdness is countercultural. So when you got all these people coming that are bringing what is the mainstream culture, they don't want countercultural stuff But because that's it. They're the driving force of culture. So, yeah, we, you know, it's got to be weird. The weirdness has been pushed out. But then do you think other big cities in Texas are embracing the weird more than they used to? So say, say like Dallas, Fort Worth, Houston – you know, are they are they now becoming more countercultural because they've been so mainstream for so long? Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. I mean, counterculture thrives under the radar, and once the radar goes on it, it goes in the spotlight. It it's drives, no longer countercultural yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Dallas, certainly places like Deep Ellum were right. doing it, uh, but now Deep Ellum is so popular and touristy, they're going to have to fight hard to keep the culture. So yeah. you, you you know, but like it's it's the only thing that doesn't you know change is so predictable. It's going to happen. It happened. You know, Marfa, Lockhart, you could write the script for these things, so you can't sure. warn it. It's going to change. Just write, roll with it. What about some of these suburban small towns? You know, the ones that have the historic downtown. There's oh, historic downtown yeah. McKinney or historic yeah. downtown Georgetown. Yeah. There's places in Texas that that are kind of adjacent to big cities. They just look like suburbs, but they got these really cool little historic yeah. downtowns. Have you done shows on that? Oh, totally. So there is no better time in the history of Texas to be a big city adjacent small town with a square. No time better. Because what's happened is we're, we're able to work further from our business center. So you've got these hubs. And honestly, I, I live in Georgetown. I don't want to come into Austin for culture and music and food. I don't know. It's terrible. So like that, but there's now the critical mass that that all came to us. So Georgetown, Pflugerville. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pflugerville. Pflugerville doesn't have the historic assets, but if you got like a Main Street, oh, it's, and you're within 30, 45 minutes of a big city, it's golden age right now. What happens to one of these small towns when, when they get hit by, you know what I'm going to say, Costco? Once that comes in, yeah. does that change everything? <laughs> so I'll, I'll give you just all I know is the example of, of Georgetown. And when I, we are downtown. We have our production studio in an 1890s horse livery. So that's where we okay. work. There you go. It's pretty cool. And, um, you know, we have to try very hard to, you know, like not let our downtown turn into, to get corporatized or to turn into like a Sixth Street bar district. Sure. So, you know, it's a balance. Like downtowns, you really have to, the property owners have to just set the tone for the sort of culture they want. 
And, you know, there are people who say like, man, this used to be so quiet and there were eight antique stores on this square. And I knew everybody's like, yeah, but it was dead. You know, the sidewalks rolled up at 5 p.m. and no one was out here. Now it's thriving. You got families. And, you know, historically, that's what our courthouses and our squares were built for. Sure. They were built for community. Right. And then we lost it when the strip malls came in in the 60s and 70s and they dried up. 80s were horrible. 90s were horrible. Now they're starting to, people are flooding back into these historic districts because they're things that you can't recreate. You know, I don't care how much, how many billions of dollars you have, you can't build a his, 100-year-old building. Right. Yeah. yeah. You can maybe restore it. You can't yeah. rebuild it. You can't, you know, you can't, like, you, people starting from scratch, like, we're going to build the community center out here. It's like, oh, good luck, but it's never going to have the flavor of a historic downtown. We learned upstairs that you're married and you have five children. Yeah. When you go on these day tripper <laughs> adventures... You're by yourself for the most part. So is this just an excuse to get out of the house? Because, I mean, I'm sitting there going, all right, that was pretty smart. Like, I got to work without y'all. Well, and my wife listened to this podcast. Let me see. Well, doing this. <laughs> if, if it's a spouse, probably not. <laughs> yeah, They've heard right, all your stuff Right, before. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't care. So, I mean, five kids. Home is, is beautiful chaos. Yeah, there's days where I'm like, all right, yeah, darn, I got to go on the I road I better again. go to work today. Oops, oops, Yeah. <laughs> But, like, I don't know how people work from home in this day and age with young kids. I got to go somewhere to work. So we've got our offices that even during COVID, I was leaving to go. I might be the only person in the office, but I needed the boundaries. And you were still shooting and going places during COVID? or did We you did. Have to we shut had down? to dial it back. Yeah. But we did go shoot. <laughs> COVID didn't exist in small town Texas. That's even true. though it actually existed, yeah. mentally it didn't exist. Right. So the restaurants were all open. Everybody was crew. It was business as usual. <laughs> so, you know, it was two different worlds. And I got to experience them both firsthand. You know, like the, the, the mentality in Austin was not the mentality in Lampasas. I mean, right. sure. different worlds. So it was, it, was, it was very interesting. So one final question before we wrap up. Now that now that you, you've got the five kids, and for people that are that are watching your show, they're thinking, "Oh, you know, this would be great if I was young and single." But you know, <laughs> where do I take my family? Yeah. How do I take kids on these day trips? What's what's your answer to them? You know, it's funny, Rocky. Like when I started the show, I had this idea. Now I was in my late twenties, but I had this idea that like I was making this show for these young road trippers who were looking for swimming holes. And that turned out to not be my audience at all because they're mm-hmm. not watching PBS. It was young families sure. who were looking for stuff to do and retired empty nesters. Now what's weird is now when you get a college kid who comes up to and goes, I, I grew up watching your show. I'm like, dang it, I'm that old? Dude, <laughs> you're in your 20s. <laughs> like, oh, I was watching it since I was a baby. Like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> um, but young families, we're a huge tool for young families because swimming holes, museums, barbecue joints, you know, and I'm not going to show you any place that like, you know, that, that is inaccessible. One thing that I think separates us from other shows is like, here's a nice house of ill repute. You can take the family to. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we have gone to a few of those museums. So like, you know, (laughs) there's some weird stuff in small town, Texas, the best little warehouse in Texas. Yes. I get you. (laughs) Um, truly. But like, I think this show, we've got this weird broad audience that hits every demographic because whether you are young, single, no kids, we got you. Families, man, they're loving it. College kids, all the way up to empty nesters and even retired RVers. You know, everybody loves a good adventure. That's true. That's true. Well, now, Chet, it looks like we've reached the end of our program. I do want to thank you for joining us. Oh, yeah, it's been fun. It has been been fascinating. Now, if our listeners, now, of course, 
why don't you tell them where they can tune in to watch the show? And sure. If, and if somebody wants to send in a send in an idea for a place to go, how do they connect with you? Yeah, so shameless plug coming. Um, thedaytripper.com is our website. We got all our travel guides and everything on there, and there's even a place to watch episodes on our website. Oh, nice. We have started to put our full episodes on our YouTube, which just search for The Day Tripper TV. You can absolutely find that. And, of course, thedaytripper.com is kind of the gateway for all that. It's got links. and Or, you know, if you're old school, PBS, baby. We're, still, we're still there, yeah. Just if look you, up your local PBS yeah. and see. Open up the TV guide. Open up the TV guide. Yes, <laughs> yes, right, right. Yes. No, I mean, PBS has done a good job. All their content, like YouTube TV, whatever, wherever you're watching PBS, we're, we're there. Very well. Yeah. Well, guys, again, that is all the time we have for this installment of the State Bar of Texas podcast. I want to I wanna thank Chet yeah. for joining us today. Thank you. And, of course, I want to thank you for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or best yet, your favorite podcasting app. I'm Rocky Deer. Until next time, thanks for joining. If you'd like more information about today's show, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Go to TexasBar.com slash podcasts. Subscribe via Apple Podcasts and RSS. Find both the State Bar of Texas and Legal Talk Network on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Or download the free app from Legal Talk Network in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, the State Bar of Texas, Legal Talk Network, or their respective officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, or subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.